So let's get into this week's video. I wanna talk about two faces of a narcissist. Now in the beginning phases, you might feel like this person is actually your soulmate and you might find that this person is super attentive and loving and kind and romantic and they really are checking off all of the boxes on things that perhaps you didn't even really know you really wanted. And when I say wanted, what I really actually should probably say is crave. The things that you really are craving, which are really your unhealed wounds. So when we haven't healed from our past, from our traumas, from childhood and triggers and things like that, that is essentially going to be how we're going to pick a partner. We're going to pick a partner based on the lack that we're feeling inside of ourselves of not being able to, number one, heal from our past, but number two, give ourselves the things that we're looking that we should have gotten when we were younger or we should have gotten in a previous relationship. So if you haven't healed from any of that stuff, you're always going to look for the next person to kind of like fill that void or fill that cup up. So if you come from those unhealthy places, then yeah, anything this person does, any shiny, you know, piece of jewelry or trip that they take you on or the dozen roses being sent to work or the love letters or, oh my God, I finally found you after like a month of dating. Like all of those things are going to seem amazing to you. And you're going to really feel this like connection with this person when really what you're doing is living in a fantasy of who you want this person to be based on the unhealed wound that's inside of you. Now, I hear very often from people that when they started dating this person, they didn't even find this person actually attractive is because what ended up happening was this person kind of like won you over with their personality and not to say that you can't enjoy a lovely relationship with someone who maybe in the very beginning you weren't like super attracted to, but if you weren't attracted to them, they really pursued you in such a way and won you over with their charming, charismatic, you know, personality or persona. And if you did find them very, very attractive, then what ended up happening was because of the lack inside of you, you probably put that person on a pedestal that they actually should never have been on. Now, if you come from that lack and that insecurity and you don't deem yourself worthy of having a great partner, an attractive partner, whatever that looks like, when you finally get something, you are going to put it above you because you haven't aligned with it. So when that happens, you're gonna put that person on a pedestal and that already sets you up for failure or sets you up quite frankly for being abused because when someone does start abusing you, you will, you'll actually just overlook it because again, you come from that insecurity, you come from that void, that unhealed wound and you won't be able to spot the abuse because you're just so thankful that you actually have this person in your life that looks this way or has this much money or, um, you know, portrays this character of being like the best person in the world. So you already in a lot of ways have put this person above you, which basically means now you are a prime target for abuse. So the voids that we have inside of ourselves are really a need for attention, love, validation, someone, if you come from abandonment, there's definitely trust issues there. There's definitely that abandonment wound and you don't want someone to ever leave you. And so you're gonna cling very tightly onto relationships, any relationship, quite frankly, because you don't have a really healthy sense of self, you haven't healed, to really know what your standards are and what your boundaries are and be comfortable to enforce them. So if I don't really have a good, healthy sense of self or a good sense of my own self-worth, 
I don't really have anything to measure relationships on. I just want to be in a relationship and I might measure a relationship based on something. You're always going to base a relationship on some type of standard, but what is that standard? Is it just that there's a person in your life? Is it just that they look this way? Is it just the physical attraction? Is it just the intimacy, the physical intimacy? Is it the money? Is it that you're gonna marry me and that we're gonna have kids? So there, there's something that you're measuring this person on, but if you're unhealed, that measurement that you're going, that basically that job description that you're going out off into the world to say like, hey, I'm looking for this person, that list of what it is that you need is never going to be healthy. And honestly, it's not even a true list because what's gonna happen is you're gonna go into a relationship with this person and you're gonna realize, wow, they can't do this and they don't, they don't know how to do this and they're too toxic so they're never gonna be able to give me this and you'll become resentful and possibly really unhappy and miserable in the relationship. Because in the beginning, you came from that lack that you just basically wanted someone in your life, took whatever came along, and then three, five, 20, 10 years deep, whatever, you all of a sudden wake up and say, this isn't enough for me. And the person's like, what are you talking about? This is what I've been giving you always. And all of a sudden now it's not enough. And this is really where you start to kind of like awaken to abuse. So when we have these two sides of a narcissist, it's really that kind of like idealized phase, that early phase in the relationship where this person is really being everything that you've ever wanted. And when I say wanted, I really wanna put that in quotations because the want that you desire in a partner really comes from that wound. It comes from the things that you didn't get, the attention, the validation, the unconditional love, the loyalty, the honesty, whatever. And I think sometimes we, well, not even I think, also society programs us to look at relationships as being the princess and the white knight's going to come in or that, you know, this woman of your dreams is just going to come in and completely save you, right? Or give you something to make you feel more like a man. So it is about learning how to heal and cultivate that stuff on your own because if you don't, then this charming, charismatic woman that you're starting to put on a pedestal or this man who you just deem to be so much better than you or is so charming and making you feel like you're the one, you're gonna get so wrapped up into that and then you're gonna be a prime target for abuse. Now, because you're coming from that really unhealthy place of picking someone, right? That job description you have is just, it's not good because we haven't really healed from our past. You're gonna go out into the world and when you start to see the things that you really, really want, I want a man to like show me off and take me on these trips and, and, and tell me that I'm the one and like all of those things. And I need this woman to like make me feel sexy and like whatever that they're giving you that you feel like you really crave and need or maybe just sometimes even what they signify, right? Um, whatever it is that they're giving that you really enjoy and are craving, because you have this idea of this like perfect person and this narcissist is kind of coming in and really portraying that ideal image that you had and also you are projecting onto them, because of these things, you start overlooking a lot of the red flags and the red flags are going to be the manipulation, the gaslighting, the passive aggressive behavior, 
the you know little jabs that they make, the verbal abuse, the physical abuse, whatever it is, you're going to overlook those things because they're not going to be red flags. If you're unhealthy and you go out into the world and you're trying to date, if you're unhealthy, there are no such thing as red flags. There are gray flags. A red flag is boom, it hits you right in the head and you're out of there. And so if you're unhealthy, you don't have those things that hit you right in the head and you're out of there because again, you're latching onto this person because you're trying to fill a void. You're trying to fill a need. Now, as the relationship starts to kind of progress, you are going to slowly not see all of those things that you got in the very beginning. The grand gestures, they're gone. The affection, the devotion, the words of affirmation, the attention, the validation, all of the stuff that you got in the very beginning, the things that really won you over, and this is what essentially is the love bombing phase, um, it's gone. It's it's gone. It's, and sometimes, honestly, it goes like that. Light switches on and it's immediately gone, say right after you get married or say right after you start living together. And because you once had these things, you believe that this person is capable of this, of being this kind of a partner, and so you don't give up. And obviously too, you are now emotionally invested in the relationship, which is exactly what they want. They want you to be hooked into the relationship so they can actually start the abuse. Now, as the abuse is kind of starting, you're struggling because now you're starting to see bits and pieces of like this new person. And this new person is not patient, they're not kind, they're not loving, they're not affectionate, they don't have time for you, you're not a priority, and all of a sudden things start to change. And now, hear me out, life does happen 100%, but two healthy partners that perhaps are married and have multiple kids, or married and work is getting really stressful right now and super busy, both of them are going to be able to take a step back and say, oh wait a minute, we don't have the relationship that we actually want, I've been a little busy with work, you've been busy with this, let's kind of reconnect and figure this out. And they actively work on their relationship to get it back to where they used to be because they are that person. They are that person that, that you initially met. Their character is still that person. When you're dealing with someone who's toxic or narcissistic, that's not their character. You, what you saw in the beginning is not who they actually are. And what's happening now is now you're starting to have cognitive dissonance where you're getting confused psychologically. It's not really making sense in the brain here because one part of your mind is saying, wait a minute, I remember this person to be like this and this is the love of my life and this is my soulmate and this person loves me. So something must be going on. Maybe they're stressed out at work. Maybe the kind of transition to like getting married or moving in or having kids. is It's just, maybe it's been tough on them and maybe they're just acting kind of weird right now. And so you start overlooking things or you start suppressing how you actually feel, which is, hmm, they used to come home every day at a certain time and now they're kind of like out a lot after work. Okay, well, I guess that is what it is. And so you don't really ever stand up for yourself. You don't really ever say like, whoa, 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 whoa these are my standards, this is how I wanna be treated in a relationship and have those uncomfortable conversations so you can make sure that like you understand this is me and this is what I want in a relationship, do you want the same thing? And so when people come from that space, relationships with someone who's narcissistic, they end really quickly because a narcissist doesn't wanna hear that. And so this is where they'll completely discard you or this is where they'll, you know, ask for a divorce out of nowhere or break up with you and then ghost you. Like this is when those types of things tend to happen. If you are not that confident, brave, whatever the word is, 
or honestly, maybe even just a little unaware as to what's going on, you're going to overlook all of this stuff. And now this person is just going off doing whatever they want, possibly abusing you. And now you're in this cycle of abuse where it's going around and around and the same things are happening over and over again. Now the nasty side, the other face of someone who's narcissistic, because what, what you're really trying to grasp this concept is that there's two sides. There's either extremely nice and loving and giving and charming and almost sometimes a little over the top with it. And you're like, whoa, um, or you're just literally having dinner with the an absolute nightmare, the devil, like the worst person in the world, a person that can completely cut you, hurt you, rip you down, tear you apart. And you're in awe that this one person can show you these two sides of themselves where they're a complete nightmare. And on the other hand, they're the most loving person. And so you get very confused. And again, cognitive dissonance. When you start seeing that really nasty side of someone who's narcissistic, if you're in a relationship with them, chances are it's because they're not getting their way. I mean, all the time, it's because they're not getting their way. Now, that could mean a multitude of things. That could mean you're in a marriage and you start to have standards and boundaries and you start to speak up a little bit. This could be your co-parenting and you're saying, nope, we don't, I don't work like this. Like we're putting up some boundaries here and they don't like that because they want to be able to do whatever they want. So now you're going to go back and forth in court and they're going to make your life miserable and try to seep as much money as they can out of you and just cause you a lot of drama and negativity just because they're stomping their feet and they're not getting their way. Or you could be dealing with someone who you're not married to and maybe you're just in a breakup with and now here comes smear campaigns about how like you were the problem everything that maybe you even confided in this person throughout your relationship now everyone knows what you know what happened with your family drama three years ago with your sister or whatever or that you're crazy or you're the unhealthy one and so all of these stories start getting created possibly if you get discarded this is where they're gonna completely flaunt their new relationship in your face and make you feel very uncomfortable. So this is when the real lack of empathy kind of shows when you start to see that other side of this person. But remember, this side is coming out because now they are not able to get what it is that they really wanted out of you. Check down below for all of my course information. You can do online courses with me. I also do private coaching, etc. I always link everything down below for you guys. And I will see you next week.